Uh, Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse number 19, the Bible says here, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. You can be seated. So this is again a familiar passage of scripture to us as uh, Jesus admonishes his disciples to be laying up treasure not on the earth but in heaven. And why do I feel like that's a, a fitting thing to discuss here tonight? Because again, and I don't want to just keep beating a dead horse, but the, the, the reality is a lot of times this time of the year when we're looking ahead and setting goals, if we're honest about them, those goals have an influence over what we would consider to be temporal things, right? Uh, consider this with me. Uh, probably the, the largest or, or, or uh, largest percentage of New Year's resolutions have to do with personal health and especially weight loss, right? Now, is that a worthy goal? Is that a good thing? Sure it is. But I want you to know something. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. There's going to come a day that this body breaks down and decays to a degree where it's, it's going to die and we're going to go home and be with the Lord, right? And so even being a perfect specimen of physical health is of temporal value. Would you agree with me on that? Okay, so maybe, you know, health, health issues, you know, that's a temporal thing. But what about finances? You know, if I, if I do well enough and in my financial management, not only will my money last me throughout my life, but I might even have uh, an inheritance that I could pass on to my children and children's children. Uh, that sounds great and it's wonderful, except uh, money is one of the most temporal things uh, that, that we could possibly possess, right? Uh, one day you have it, the next day you don't. I read this last week that Elon Musk became the first person in history to lose 200 billion dollars. Imagine having, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars and losing most of it. And uh, maybe you say, well, you know, you just got to be a better steward. You got to do, you got to manage it better. Hey, listen, there's going to come a day when you die, you took nothing into this world, and you'll take nothing out of this world, right? And, and, and whether that's you or your children or grandchildren or whatever, it's true of all of us. And even beyond that, there's coming a day when everything in this world is just going to be burned up. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just not going to last. And so if I can't invest in my health and that be something that is going to last forever, if I can't invest in my finances and that is going to last forever, forever then what am I going to Maybe my relationships. Well, again, relationships don't last forever either. Even... Even the best relationships, even the marriage relationship is only till death do us part, right? And so all of those things that most of us think of when we look ahead to a year and say, what am I going to do to better myself or better my situation? If we're not careful, all of those things are temporal in focus, aren't they? 
Now, am I saying that it is wrong to do any of those things? I'm not. In fact, I believe that if our perspective is right, it is right to do those things. Because God has made us stewards over all of these things, hasn't he? Uh, my body is not my body. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in me. And the way that I treat my body will have an effect, even potentially, on how long I am able to live on this earth and serve the Lord and bring glory to him. And so it should matter to me. My, my physical health should matter to me. My finances, though they may be temporal, are still entrusted to me by God that I, and, and I've been called to be a manager, a steward over those things that I understand are not mine anyway. They belong to him and they exist as a tool to be able to serve him. And so I ought to then be careful to manage what God has given me and to do it well. And relationships would be the same way. They have, uh, they're important, they're of great value. But what Jesus is saying here. Is, is not that it is somehow wrong or sinful to save and invest money here on this earth. That's not what he's saying. When he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, but he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, what he's saying is, don't lose focus of what is really important in life. And what is really important is not those things that only last for a brief moment of time here, but what is really important is what is to come, heaven and eternity. And friend, I want to tell you, there's going to come a day that every one of us stands before God and gives account for our lives. And that's going to matter. And it's going to matter how we lived and, 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 and the things that we did. And what he's saying is don't set your focus on the things of this world and only those things which are temporal and miss out on that which is eternal but invest in that which is eternal. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2, we're admonished to set our affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Our love, our heart, our desire, our affections are to be on those things that will never pass away. And so we are admonished then to think eternally rather than temporally. And then, I want you to notice what he says here in verse number 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The things that you invest the most in matter the most to you. And that just makes sense, doesn't it? If you put time and energy and effort into something, does it not matter to you more than something that someone else did? Of course it does. It's just the way it is. When we, when we sacrifice, when we, uh, when we sacrifice of our time and our energy, our focus, our finances towards something, it matters to us. And, and, and if this is just who we are. It's the way that we are made to be. But if our focus is on temporal things, like 
I need to do better with my finances so that I can be rich, and our focus is on temporal things, then really what, what God is saying is our heart is not on eternal things. It is on the things of this earth. And our heart doesn't belong here. It belongs there with Him. And if my focus on my health is to get myself in better shape so that I can be as much as possible as a human being immortal so that I don't, you know, so that I can live longer or so that I can be more physically attractive or I can feel better about myself, if that is my motive, then my focus is temporal and my heart is not with the Lord, it's here on this earth. If, however, all the things that I do, I do for the glory of God. I, I want to do better this year in my physical health for the glory of God because I want God to have reason to be pleased with me in that regard. I want to do better in my finances this year so that God uh, can look, look at the way that I'm managing his money that he's given to me and be pleased with that and that he can maybe even enable me to use that money to somehow reach people for Christ and, 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 and further the kingdom of God and bring glory to him, now that matters. And so what I am to do then is to invest my heart in eternal things. And by the way, if my heart is invested in eternal things, I'm going to do better handling the temporal things. Because my treasure is not on this earth. It is in heaven where he is. But then I want you to notice in verse number 23, he says, or verse 22 rather, he says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now maybe you look at that and say, what in the world does that have to do with anything? Okay, he uses this example. He says, the light of the body is the eye. Everything we see comes through our eye, right? If our eyes are focused, if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. In other words, if you're focused where you, where you ought to be focused, there's going to be clarity and light and truth in your life. In other words, God knows how to put things in perspective. Hey, think of it this way. If I stand here tonight and I take some time to very carefully look across the room and look in each of your faces, I can see clearly. I can see where everyone is sitting. I can see uh, facial expressions and body language. I can see the people who stayed up till midnight last night because they're sleeping. I can see the people who are engaged and listening. I can see that, right? How many of you have ever gone to a fair or something like that where they've got rides that just spin really fast? You ever been there? Okay, how many of you like those things? Not I. Let me tell you, I hate being dizzy. I get sick. It's miserable, right? But when you're spinning really fast, everything's just a blur, right? I mean, it's just moving by so fast, you can't make anything out. It's just moving by so fast. Why? Because you can't focus on one thing. 
if you're focused, if you stop and you focus, you can see clearly. If you're trying to focus on multiple things at one time, you don't see anything. It's just a blur. Think of it this way. One of the big problems in uh, car accidents is texting and driving. Why? Well, because you're trying to focus on two things at once. And you can't do it well. You know, some of us might be able to do it better than others, but none of us really can focus where we should be focusing while we're on the phone texting here and driving here, right? Because our eye is not single. We're divided in our focus, and really we're failing at both. How many of you have ever swerved while trying to text and drive, and the text that you sent didn't make any sense? All right. Maybe that's just me. I'm not a good multitasker. I don't know. Here's the thing. Focus on one thing. And if you'll focus on one thing, you'll have clarity and light and understanding. And what Jesus is saying is this. Focus on right things and thy whole body will be full of light. Set your affection on things above. Set your affection on the eternal things and the outcome is going to be, guess what? You're better at even dealing with the temporal things. Because your focus is where it belongs. You are then serving the right master. Look what he says in verse 24. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. You can't say, I am going to serve God with all my heart, and I'm going to live for the things of the world with all my heart. You can't do it. You'll have one master. Many Christians, their service to God revolves around one day of the week or two days of the week when they come to church. Because the rest of the week, they're consumed with the things of the world, and they wonder, why is it I have such a hard time serving God? Because you're trying to serve two masters. If you will put your focus on serving God in everything, what's, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. In everything, look at yourself as a servant of God. Tomorrow morning when you wake up and you go to church, or to work rather, understand you may not be in church, but you can serve God in your workplace. Or in your school. When you come home and you spend time with your family, you can serve God there. And whatever it is that you're doing, do it for the glory of God. And if you will do that, guess what will happen? You'll serve the right master and you'll handle things the way that God wants you to handle them. And so my admonition for you as we enter this year, set your focus and your affection on the right Thing. live not for today or for tomorrow but for eternity and God will sort out the details for all of us amen let's pray